This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, the Talk It Over show. Talk it over. It's your man, K.I. from bed and welcome to another uh, podcast of Talk It Over. Talk It Over, as you know, is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed, and we have a cooker, uh, a hot topic today. We got some new guests in the building, really excited about that. Uh, let's see, Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. I don't know if I already said that, but I'm going to say it again because that's how important it is. Let's see who we got in the building. We're going to, we're going to introduce our newcomer first. Uh, we have Kate in the building. Hey, Kate, how are you? Hi there. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Yes. I, I hope you find something of value that would have you, um, not just participate today, but come back and and join us on other podcasts. We love the diversity and um, we love people who come from other parts of the world. I believe you're from Thailand. Is that correct? Yes. Originally from Thailand, but now based in New York, uh, in New Jersey. That's what's up. Give us us a little background. Give us a little background about yourself or anything that you want to plug. This is always an opportunity to do just that. So, Give us give us a quick pre- sneak preview into who Kate is and what Kate's about. Oh, hi. So, well, thank you for, for inviting me. My name is Kate Hasenfuss. I'm the founder and president of Milestone PR. I'm a publicist. I'm representing uh, mostly Thai clients right now, and uh, the client is mostly uh, hospitality and tourism uh, business, uh, Thai government, uh, hotel, five-star hotel in Thailand, uh, as well as uh, Thai restaurant, Michelin-star restaurant who are based here in New York City uh, and San Francisco. Um, So, yeah, basically... Uh, I started my career in airline and tourism, and I guess that's how I know Anna to begin with. And um, yeah, I'm originally from Thailand, has been living here for about 20 years now. And uh, yeah, and still sticking around with doing PR for uh, travel and tourism, because that's kind of my passions and where I start with uh, tourism, uh, Thailand tourism for um, about... Uh, been working for them for eight years before I started my own agency uh, four years ago. Fantastic. Thank you. So you are really going to have some real good input on this particular topic and subject. Yeah, very excited about the subject. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. And uh, I can't wait to be able to plug into some of the things that you are doing um, as it pertains to Thailand. Always been thinking about going and maybe settling down there. And then we have in the building, Miss Robin. What's up, Robin? Hi, guys. Hey, how is everybody? Good new. Where are you? You look like you in like a, a stone castle. Oh, I'm, like <laughs> I'm currently at my girlfriend's house. I was okay. sitting by her pool. 
Oh. So I just came out to the front step. I was in her house. I was like, it's too nice outside. I got to sit outside. So ah. I'm sitting on her front steps. Okay. Wow. <laughs> nice. And Thailand, my nice. favorite place in the world so far to date. So good to hear. <laughs> that's what's up. We Can't gotta- wait to get back. Oh, that's what's up. And then, look, I got my man Changa Bell in the building. Changa, what's good with you? Hey, hey, everybody. I'm, I'm en route. I'm traveling, so hopefully I don't have too much dropout okay. uh, while I'm in the car. Always a pleasure to have you on board. And then, uh, last but most certainly not least, we got our guest uh, co-hosts joining us. Uh, Brother Big O is taking a, a few weeks off to our restore and recuperate. We got Bree bringing the tea. Hey, Bree. Hello, hello. How are we? Wonderful. Thank you for joining us and, and, of and, and being my right hand. Um, so with that said, can we jump in with the, uh, actually, I wanted to allow for, hang on one. I wanted to allow for a moment of reflection on some of the social issues that are going on um, in our communities today. And uh, so I wanted to open the floor up to discussions, right? So Talk It Over is about dating and relationships, but that's just one part of it, right? The bigger overarching part is being able to talk it over about a wide variety of things. And so some of the things that are taking place right now as it pertains to social injustice, I think we need to give a few minutes to uh, reflect and have a conversation on. Excuse me, I need to get a beverage. So I want to open it up to uh, anyone who feels like they want to, to say something or convey a message or express how they feel on the matter. And then we'll get on to the topic, all right? So feel free um, to, to discuss. So you want to you want to start, Robin? You got something? Um, I I don't have anything unique. I'm I'm um, I guess my biggest challenge at this particular time is to um try to. I mean, I'm always I'm always there to listen and hear and learn, and I'm very much upset and disturbed. Um as many of us are about the ways of the world right now. And I guess the biggest challenge that I have currently, even at the moment are the, um, I don't want to say excuses, but the, the other side of, 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 of the opinions that, that come out. In other words, I, I, um, I get very emotionally involved with these kinds of conversations and um even more so emotionally involved when i'm talking to you know some of my peers or people that i think maybe get me or understand me and then there's this this dead end in the conversation where i i find myself going well i i may have known you for 20 years but you do not get me and because if you did there would be a no but Right. There would be a no but in the conversation that we're having. And so I'm having a difficult time. A walking away from that kind of a situation, because then I feel guilty and I feel like I'm not doing my part. And I don't I'm not good at walking away from <laughs> situations or altercations anyway. And B. 
maybe not so much um, t- uh, trying to to I don't know put my word out there in and in, in maybe maybe I'm not doing it in the right manner you know what I, mean? I I just don't know I just say what I think I say what I feel I cry on a dime if 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 the if the moment needs needs it I um scream at a dime if the moment needs it I am very easy to react um, I don't I, I have no filter you know so. I just, that, that's kind of my challenge right now, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, because uh, there is no but. There is no but. There, there is no other side of the equation, as far as I can see, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's a challenge right now. So I'll say this, um, Robin, and, and I want to thank you because, you know, you are, you, you are and have been an ally and a voice of change since I've known you. And, you are one of the, the, the human beings who truly gets it and gets. <clears throat> so one, one of my one of my frustrations, which is piggybacking off of what you're saying, is from a humane standpoint, why aren't everybody bothered by this? Mm-hmm. Right. This should not just be a concern for people of color. This is a mm-hmm. human issue. This is a human problem. Right. Exactly. Here we are on this big blue green ball and we have to figure out how we're going to constructively live together. So this mm-hmm. is not about people of color or, or black males. This is about seeing something that, you know, is not right in your soul. And if you don't if, if you can view um, these things <clears throat> and not see them as a human issue, then you are simply not human. Right. I've, so true. I've, I've witnessed other organic forms of life die or dying and it troubles and bothers my soul. <laughs> Walk past down the street and see a bird or a dog or a cat that is dead. And it doesn't matter how it died. That troubles my soul. That leaves a stain on my soul because another organic form of life is no longer here. Mm-hmm. How that happened, it doesn't matter. And so for, for individuals to, like you said, Robin, to have a but, right. like there, there's a problem, right? That, that, that is the problem. And it's beyond mm-hmm. race. <clears throat> that is the problem. So but, okay, I, I just, I just said, but I mean, let me just add one, one more thing. I, I, I did um, read uh, the book by Robin D'Angelo called White Fragility, and it's a phenomenal book. And, you know, just when you think you're so far, boy, you, there's just so much more to learn. Absolutely. And it was something that she said in there um, regarding racism and, and white supremacy. And, and it's interesting because if you, they're, they're um, well, it, it talked about being less white, right? I don't try to, to, know everything, but I do try to be less whiter than, you know, mm-hmm. the white. and now I'll have some people that will say, but you are white. I said, but yes, you know what? But, the, but there's a, there's a difference between that. And there's white supremacy only because there are people of other color, right? Otherwise there would be no white supremacy. It doesn't exist. That's so white supremacy right. means there has to be something there that you feel above better than. Right. So I am going to strive to be less white <laughs> than that. Right on. 
point being is, yeah, but that, 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 so that point is, as you were saying, there should be no, but because this is a human thing, this is humanity, right? Absolutely. And we do need to, to, to live all together. And why don't we want to? That's the big question, right? But because that exists, Kai, or Nas, or I've got so many no, names. Keep going. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hey, talk. audience Be- knows. Because that exists that, and has for so many generations, that has turned into a but for people today. So the humanity part is almost taken out and overlooked because no, there's no. that but. I don't know. I don't know if that's making sense, but because I, I it, it, there isn't, there is no line there for me and it's so hard for me to understand how there is for another you know there's a fact and there's not a fact there's truth and there's no truth there's there aren't two truths there aren't two right you know there's there's it, it's it, I, I don't it's know there's, there's right or wrong it's, you know right it's it, up it, or down left or right no in between it's you know right. right empathy is a human quality right and so if you can't at the very least empathize and you're not a human mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Hey, you want to weigh in? Talking. About, uh, you, you're calling me. Yes. Did okay. you want to add uh, something to the conversation? Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's truly a frustrating um, to 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 even, you know, to 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 see the news to even. But for me, as a, as as a mom, you know, looking at the the, the topic as 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 a mom. Uh, we're talking about this 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 podcast, talking about relationship, not just dating, uh, but relationship, also family, and how do you how do you even like talk about this subject with your kids? Right? I think that is very important thing because yeah. because I think I think that's the foundations of how 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 messed up the society is has become is is how you raise your kids as well, right? Is right. as a parent, I feel like. You have that responsibility to to teach your kids, uh, so 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 that they understand what's going on. Uh, it also has to. I think I'm not a child psychologist, but but you know there are a lot of readings out there that a lot of parents can 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 educate themselves and as to how they can talk to their kids about the subject in particular is of social injustice and and how how you not judging people by the the the, the color of their skin but the but their character yes. right that that is very that's just the core values that's just right. that's, i think that's just the core value and the foundations of of how you how everyone should just raise mm-hmm. their kids and, and humanity and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, you know, you don't look at people what, with by the color of their skin, but judge them by their characters, their merits, right. you know, right. their moral standing. You know, that's you, that's. I think that's just the core of, you, of, you, of what's going on. You bring up a good point. Like you know, and, and Anna and I were talking about this. What do you tell your children? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you square that with your children? For those who have butts. How do you mm-hmm. square that right. with your children, right? Because right. we're not talking right. about those of, amongst us who are decent human beings and who are mm-hmm. humane. But how do you square this with your children? If you right. have but, how do you tell your children, how do you square that with them, right? So that that's a, thanks for bringing that into it, uh, Kate. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, sure. Bree, Changa, feel free. Um, uh, real quick, uh, a young man uh, who may just who, who just signed on. He may come on just to listen, 
is uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's uh, an artist, uh, a rapper, and a really good friend of mine is managing him, and I asked him to come aboard. Um, he may just simply listen to the conversation and then join us on other podcasts. So welcome, welcome, uh, welcome on, Jimmy. Um, hey, what's going on? I couldn't hear you at first. I just turned the audio on. Oh, okay. So we are, uh, I believe you, you got what the topic is, but before we get started, we were giving, um, opening up the floor to speaking about the uh, social unrest and injustice that's going on right now. And uh, so we wanted to continue that. I think uh, Bree or Changa were going to insert something. And then if you want to add some commentary, we can before we get started. Is that all right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, you know, I agree a thousand percent. This is this is a human problem. This is everyone's problem. You know, the things that are happening around the world, this should be this should be affecting everyone. You know, like this should make everyone angry or sad or wanting to make some kind of change, you know, because ultimately the, the positive change that can come up from it is yeah. going to positively affect the world and everyone around it. You know, so I, I agree a thousand percent. It shouldn't just be. And that's why I love, like, when I do go to the, pre the peaceful protests and I see people from different races and people coming yeah. from all over the world to join yeah. these protests, it, yeah. it makes my skin, like, you know, I get goosebumps yeah. because it makes me so excited. It makes me happy to see that, yeah, mm -hmm. this is not just a Black person problem or a person of color's problem. This is everyone. This is the yeah. world. We're not just angry you know that one person was senselessly murdered we're angry about the mistreatment of human beings period, period. you know like whether they're what no matter their color their sexual orientation whatever we're mad we're just upset about how human beings are being treated you know like so i i love it i love to see the unity you know like i love to see unfortunately it takes something unfortunate to, you know, to cause the unity, but I love to see it happening, you know, like, because this is, it's a step forward, you know, it's definitely a step forward. Me, me too. I, I, I always say that I'm, I'm two things, you know, lately people ask me how I'm feeling and I say, I'm grateful and I'm exhausted. Like mm -hmm. I'm grateful to be able to live this life. It's amazing. It, it, it's, it has infinite possibilities but I'm exhausted and, and in my mid-50s that these things are still major concerns, right? Not just, mm -hmm. again, like you said, Bree, it's, uh -huh. it's, it's well beyond race. It's, it's, it's about being humane. Right. What it takes to be a human being and what it takes to coexist on this earth in a cooperative, peaceful manner. We don't all have to agree on everything, but, but we uh -huh. do have to cooperate even if it's to agree to disagree. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so, you so. know, I don't care what color your skin could be green, but I'm not going to let someone pick on you because your skin is green. Exactly. That, that's you know, I agree. Yeah. We're not here to eat each other alive or to kill each other off or whatever. Right. That was purpose yeah. so. you don't want to eat me i don't taste good i'm old and rusty, <laughs> and rusty is a bag of nails so i ain't gonna be of no use so eat away big change you got something you want to yeah, throw in uh yeah yeah i think it's funny because this is a topic in and of itself i was like hey, we ain't getting to no topic today yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah but I, I basically i'm like you i'm a little overwhelmed and i'm, I'm disappointed so like i'm so disappointed in us as human beings and uh, disappointed, disappointed that the people that benefit from, uh, you know, the demise of other folks. And uh, yeah, and then I'm just overwhelmed by the sheer 
nonstopness of it all. Like every conversation, every mm-hmm. TV show, every everything. So it's like really right. no escape. The only escape is into your your own mind and heart. And uh, you know that that can be a comforting place, or it can be a little isolating uh, in a time that we're already sort of socially isolated. So yeah, I, I mirror what you said, uh, Nas, in, in terms of. Uh, you use the word grateful and uh, exhausted and, and my words, uh-huh. yeah, my words will be overwhelmed and disappointed. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Jimmy, did you want to add or you, you want to uh, li- enjoy listening? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing that it continues to happen. Like even after all this unrest and all these protests, it just happened again in Wisconsin. And it's like, What's it going to take for it to stop? You know, I think maybe the answer isn't to defund the police, but, like, we have to, like, make an example out of these police officers. Like, we got to hold them accountable because too many of them are getting off. They're getting, like, no sentences. But if if we start making an example out of them and giving them, like, you know, like a real long sentence, then and they're not going to do it anymore because they're not going to, you know, want to do life in prison. I think they should just give life in prison to every cop that kills an unarmed citizen. Boy, you, you, uh, you know, so, and again, defunding the police isn't the answer, right? It is, it is creating another narrative that can run along the same parallel lines. Because look, as, as a person of color, as a male of color, I don't want, if you're a criminal, you need to go where they put Exactly. <laughs> We're not for crime running a rampant on the street. Right. We we right. want law and order for, for our family and friends and fellow citizens, just like everybody else. If you did right. it, you did it. You need to go get locked up or whatever it happens to mm-hmm. you. So defunding right. police isn't the answer, right? But there has to be a marriage, a cohesive marriage a contractual agreement that um, allows all citizens to f- have the right to fairness and equality. Right. I, I think, I think, I think we're just all, the, the reason I use the word disappointed is how disappointing is it that you have to persuade, uh, <laughs> you know, thinking conscious people to do that because we're not, we're not asking for much. We're saying non-fatal shots. I mean, right. they can, they can yeah. They could target a calf muscle. They didn't have to shoot him seven times in the torso. In the back. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I, I live in, in Trump's America here in the country. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor, his, uh, his brother, his son-in-law is an officer. And the only uh, police involved shooting we've had so far in this small province this year, he was involved in. He was the officer who shot the person. Uh, but it was a non-person of color. And guess where he shot him? In the leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about that. <laughs> so we don't need, uh, you know, we don't need 7, 10, 41, 19, like all these different um, amounts. And it's sad because we, we already know the answer. We know it's not because of policy. It's because of what's in these men's hearts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's just sad that these people's uncles, wives, uh, daughters, everybody supports them. Right. Everybody supports it's, them. There, there are people that stand out here with Blue Lives Matter. And it's like, no, they don't. Not if they're going to shoot. Uh, lives yeah. of color just because because they think it's sport. No, their life that their life doesn't matter. Just like uh, the life that they took didn't matter. So right. it's it's the hypocr it's the hypocrisy of it all. It's the tiptoeing yep, right. around it. 
it's, right. it's a very simple it's a very simple solution yeah. uh you suck sir i mean you just yeah. suck if you go and, yeah. and people are shot in their back mm-hmm. they're running away like okay well that's even more reason you can shoot them in the ankle or what happens to good old chips that we grew up on get in the car drive up cut mm-hmm. them off anything other mm-hmm. than uh, i mean a taser and, you have a taser on your waist you know like i mean the, the point is that you have all these other options your last resort should have been right. putting out your gun you know right. and yet that was your first resort that's the first you know and, 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 and that's why i'm saying it's in their hearts brie it's in their hearts yeah. brie. it don't matter right. they're, they're armed they're armed to the teeth like superheroes literally going right. against it's fear, right. it's, it's fear and hate going hate, against hate, people. hate and a little bit of fear. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say also was um, to circle back around to what I was saying, you know, it, this is a human problem, you know? And, and so I think that the real big issue is it, it, for whatever reason, and I don't know how we tackle this because if it's just a human problem and I, I feel it's easier to tackle than, but, but everything turns political and that's mm-hmm. where the division is made. Yes. Right. That's on. That's that is in, where the division is made, and um, it's so ironic that I'm having this conversation right now on the steps of of, of a home that I'm not even going to get into. But I'm glad I'm in the front yard, right backyard. Put it that way, because there's some people arriving that I some of the discussions I was saying before. But 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 I was going to say, how and why does it have to be political, and how do we get away from it not being political? Because that is really. Um, not not to say racism wasn't here from the get go because it was, but it has become so political mm-hmm. that that's why I think that word that butt is there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can tell you this because I was just in a car accident on Friday night. <clears throat> I would run. It took me four hours. I was doing all the right things. You know, the guy mm-hmm. hit me, bent around me. I got his license plate number. I pulled over. I was on a very dangerous side of the highway. I was very uncomfortable there by myself it started to rain started to get dark the police were not coming oh they're busy in newark they're busy in the city i was getting pissed like i'm 62 woman out here it's getting dark and raining and i am not comfortable sitting here i got my windshield hit by a rock after the fact because waiting there i long story short it was a four-hour ordeal should have been you know i don't know let's say they're busy Mm -hmm. a half hour so yes i was angry but when i'm describing this to some of my friends it immediately went to the defunding of the police. And I wanted to stop and say, well, number one, you do know who the president is. So we haven't even gotten to that point yet. That's just number one. And number two, yeah, they took too long. They took way too long. But Mm -hmm. but you know what? At the end of the ordeal was that, you know, a a very nice, very young black police officer that came and finally helped me when I was in a grocery store, a a, a gas station parking lot waiting, um, you know, guided me out. He was so apologetic. And it was, he, you know, it was, it was good. And it was very right. sorry, that way, but it wasn't his fault. But the point I'm trying to make is it went political. It doesn't need to mm-hmm. be that way. I don't, it wasn't, had nothing to do with politics right. or defunding the police. Right. You know, right. no, we didn't take police power away. And that's why it's taking me so long to get attention to me, my privileged white ass on the side of a highway. No people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm trying to say. So how do we talk in a human and a humane nature and really talk about people and people matter? And, right. and, not, and it has nothing to do. Well, with we, politics. Take, we take the politicians out, right? Because that that's that's because they're, well, we they're do, supposed but, to do. They're supposed yeah. to be there to be servants of the right. people. So we right. take them out. Once we make the decision on what we want, the policies that we want, then we get them to enact it. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Not that's the other way. Around. 
right? Right. So right. Let's, let's jump back in because we can go. We this could be a whole podcast all by itself, right? <laughs> and, and and it should be right. And, but we want to we want to continue on with um, with the, the the topic of the day. Um, and thank you all for um, sharing and expressing how you feel because this is how we bring about change. And mm-hmm. um, and I love and I appreciate you all and the diversity of the the, the cast members of the show. So thank you, Anna Banana. Um, one of our producers, and also Bumpy before we get to the end and I forget. Um, let's see. So, um, Kate and Jimmy, as customary, one of the things that we do before we start the show is we do the feel-good story of the day. And the feel-good story of the day is designed to galvanize us and bring us to one central theme, right? As, as, as you can plainly see or hear, we're always constantly bombarded by terrible news. So how great is it to start the show with a feel-good story that brings us and ties us all into one, all right? So you guys ready for the feel-good story? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Right. Let's do this. Okay. This one comes out of Chicago, Illinois. Teens transfer liquor store into a needed food market, choosing the best way to serve Chicago. In the wake of the turbulent racial protests in America's Midwest, a group of teenagers in Chicago's Austin neighborhood were looking for a way to uplift, uplift their marginalized West Side community, and they found it. And they found it with a little help from their friends. A galvanized group of young entrepreneurs transformed a guttered liquor store into Austin's Harvest, a pop-up food market to provide healthy food alternatives for their underserved neighborhood. For areas like Austin, classified as food deserts, groceries and fresh produce are difficult to come by um, even in the best of times. The situation worsened when several area grocery stores were forced to close temporarily after being looted. Okay, within a half mile radius Um, Austin Harvest has since sprung to life where they were formerly a dozen liquor stores, but only two grocery stores. Okay, so you got a community that has a dozen liquor stores, only two grocery stores. And these young people decided to put together uh, a pop up that would provide um, uh, healthy alternative food. I thought, mm-hmm. wow, if change is going to happen, and I know you all will agree with this, it's going to be because of the young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, efforts of the, the teens and the millennials, and Jimmy and I were having this conversation the other day, and this is why I love millennials so much. Millennials are about it. Millennials are about it right here, right now. There's <laughs> none of this, we shall overcome, pie in the sky stuff. Millennials right. want it and they want it right now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So in addition to that, so one of the things that happened because of this initiative, um, athletes got involved. Athletes, uh, hockey players, professional baseball players, um, uh, uh, some players from other cities, the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't want to, uh, Paul Goldsmith of the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, okay. Jason Haywood, uh, outfielder for the Chicago Cubs, uh, a White Sox, uh, Sox pitcher, Lucas G- Giolito, um, uh, what's his name, Mitchell Trubisky from the, the Chicago Bears, um, the Blackhawks, Jonathan Towles. 
they all uh, got together and they were able to raise $500,000 in seed money to help these young um, entrepreneurs, um, young teen entrepreneurs get things rolling and provide uh, healthy alternative foods in Chicago. Isn't wow. that a feel good story? That's amazing. That's awesome. Changing the narrative. Yes. Yeah. That's what this is all about, right? Mm-hmm. That's the best of what we can be as a people, as a, as a race of people coming together to serve a greater good. That's what this is all about. That's what this journey is all about. It's not the acquisition of material gain or wealth, but but identifying your unique talents and skills so that we can be a better service to this divine life that Mm -hmm. I personally am so grateful to be a part of. So so we all feeling good? We got it? Yeah. Yeah, Ready to do this? All right. We finally, whew, we finally <laughs> gonna get to the topic of the day. Bring it to us, but before we do, Bree, can I, let me just do one thing. I want to shout out um, our our fans and followers of the show. We have people who listen from Canada, Ireland, the Philippines, South Africa, the land down under, Australia, Argentina, Brazil, Germany, Spain, Romania, and we even have. People tuned in from some unknown part of the world that I don't even know. So I want to thank everybody. I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank the followers and the fan. Thank you for continuing to support us. Soon we're going to have some potential sponsors. This is going to be really, it's going to expand and keep growing. So with that said, enough of me talking. Bree, bring the tea, baby. What's the topic? Yes. So today's topic is relationships versus traveling. How do you choose or manage to balance out the two? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Can we can we get our 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 new guest Kate and and travel uh, aficionado to weigh in first? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, Like I said, I'm very excited about this topic because my background is actually in travel and tourism. I've been uh, representing Thailand tourism for for eight years before I I be I, I started my own PR agency uh, for the last four years, still representing travel and tourism brands from five star hotels in Phuket, Thailand, uh, to a Thai restaurant in New York City, uh, to a Thai government certification programs that uh, certified authentic Thai restaurant across the country uh, under the, the the seal of Thai Select. So, how do you choose between to find a balance? between travel and relationship. Uh, first of all, I've been, I've been married for 11 years now, and I have a nine-year-old son. Uh, just one son, yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have to, I, I must admit that at the beginning, at the beginning of, of, of my career is tough because I do travel a lot with my job, especially with Thailand tourism. I probably had, had, to, had to go to Thailand at least about, four or five times a year and that's 24 hour flights uh, if, wow. if, if, if none of you uh, have been to Thailand before um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's 18 hours flights uh, not including uh, the stopover wow. so before having kids it was easier because you know it was just between me and my husband right and he's very he's very understandable and he's always supportive of my dream and my goals and my careers that I think that's very important you 
you just have to find the the the, the relationship where where your partners are, are, are supportive of your dream as much as you supportive of his dream and his goals and his career as well and yes. he has always been like that you know since ever since we were dating you know it's always a, it's always like you know he never put his his dream over my dream or, or you know my dream over his dream you know we always like right. have a have this balance and equal conversation and 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 I think it's it was struggling at the beginning because I was traveling a lot but uh but it was more when I have a baby you know I feel mm-hmm. like I don't want to leave him you know especially when when I started to pull out the big luggage and this one-year-old coming mommy are you traveling again and, mm-hmm. and you know I almost burst into tears and I was like oh no I don't want to do this you know but at the same time every time you you, you get on the planes uh, you know you see the boarding pass and you, you you get on just waiting to get jump on in the next next uh, journey you got excited because you got mm-hmm. a travel box mm-hmm. and so you know you why how do you find the balance in that because you mm-hmm. also want to be with your babies yeah. and, uh, you know who's so cute and so adorable and your husband uh, at the same time you you also want to you know, travel which is your dream your passion yeah. um, so but I was very lucky to be working in the environment where it's very family oriented like Thailand tourism we, we, uh, the our office is very much like family so so there are times when I, I would uh, you know travel like I would go to Thailand first and then I would have my family tag along after the trip so I kind of just you know take a take a vacation right after my working trip so that's how I find a balance because I think you, you you can't just be like you know successful in your career and forget about everything else right because right. then you you you, you Otherwise, you, what do you do? You're gonna die alone, and then you know, and, you know, and like it's just too. I don't know. Maybe some people are more independent than I am. I just I'm very attached to my family, yeah. and, and, and you know, and that's that's how how I'm raised and how how I how I am, you know, and. And I just like to have them along with me everywhere. I would tag them along with me every everywhere I go if I can, mm-hmm. as as long as it's 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 remain professional. You know, right. it's not like you know you go on a press trip and 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 you always have your family. But I do bring my family on a press trip, but. I know how to do it. You know, I yeah. can bring them tag along at the end of the trip, uh, meet me at the final, you know, the last destinations. And then we go to other part of Thailand afterwards together as a family. And, and you do tell your, you know, your, your boss or your clients ahead of time that you're going to have your family tagging along, but you're going to still do your job. You're going right. to still, you know, organize a trip. And, and then when you go back to your room and, you know, enjoy your villa with the pool, with your kids, you know, <laughs> uh, with your husband, it's not a bad life, you know, and right. I, I must admit, you know, right. and, and my husband doesn't mind doing that, you know, tacking along <laughs> with, you know, just wait for me at the pool villa. Okay. So, right. <laughs> nice. so he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't mind doing that. And, and luckily he, he's in real estate. Um, so, so in a way he, he can hi- kind of be able to manage his own time mm-hmm. and don't have to be in the office all the time so that's that's i think help with the balance between travel and and, and relationship mm-hmm. yes robin you sound like you wanted to insert something somewhere oh, I love <laughs> the topic was on travel because i'm travel is my passion and i've traveled forever and i hope to travel till the day i die um <laughs> i've got i feel like i've got hives every day because i've been 
I haven't traveled since what, since February, and that's a really long time for me. But um, I, I, as far as relationships, um, you know, it's funny. I, I dated somebody for a while, um, maybe for like five years ago, and at one point in time, he's. I remember he said something and we traveled. I remember it was early on and he wanted to go someplace. And I thought, Oh no, we don't know each other that well. And I thought, Oh, what the heck? I, what do I care? I just come home if I don't like it. Like I'm, right. I'm broken, but I can, I can handle myself. We'll just go. And whereas, you know, my God, 30 years ago, I probably would have never done that, but I went and it was great. But as the relationship went on, I remember him saying something to the effect of, you know, your travel, it, it doesn't coincide with, you know, isn't going to work with me. And it was funny because I thought you met me, you knew exactly what I did. Now, most of my travel is back and forth because my kids live all, you know, in California and I'm from California. Um, I work in, you know, Uganda. So I, I, and I do love to travel on my own. I, mm-hmm. um, but I want to go um, primarily, I want to go with the person I'm, you know, in a relationship with that's my ideal travel. Right. Uh, and if I, was ever in a relationship with somebody who didn't have an, an eye or, or a, a passion for travel at all in the least, never wanted to leave their bubble. I, our, that relationship wouldn't last to begin with. Um, right. just, so so Robin, I had an issue with that. And I thought, you know, you knew me from the get go and I, I just want to go um, to these places, but I, I really want to go with you. I think he saw me as going back and forth places by myself and thought I was going to continue to do that. So in saying all that, I, I remember thinking, this ties right into so many of these articles that I read, the running away from your problems, all those kind of things. When I was not in a relationship or maybe not at a great place or just was so tired of New Jersey and everything else, I would run away. I mean, I have to say I would run away. I would go to California. Why not? I can go and stay at my sister's house and live on the beach. It makes no sense why I wouldn't. I wouldn't immediately jump on a plane and go all over the place just because I wanted to run away from an issue necessarily. But when, you know, when faced with, okay, I can sit here by myself in New Jersey and it's nasty out, or I can fly someplace and sit on the beach and be, you know, a lot happier right. there. Um, right. I, I know you come back to your problems. I know all of that stuff. So I can't really call my uh, travel running away, but it kind of is running away. I'm running away from the weather, running away from, you know, whether I'm lonely or I just don't have anything to do or any plans or whatever. Um so- Robin, so yeah. um, real, real quick. And so what, what Robin is actually talking about is there's an article in medium.com mm-hmm. by Brianna Weitzt or Weitzt. And uh, she had a really interesting point uh, that she made. Travel is not how you find yourself. It's how you escape yourself. And there was something that she uh, wrote um, in a highlight. She said, traveling helps you temporarily forget about your responsibilities and terse relationships and the problems you have yet to resolve. It is a way to insert something new and exciting into your life. Though there's nothing wrong with that, we shouldn't forget that traveling is quite literally a means of taking your necessities and running away. I'll bet temporarily without much consideration for what's waiting for you when you return, which is your life. I thought that, I that down. I, said, I yeah. wrote that air quote down myself. Yeah, uh, I, I could identify with that um, myself personally. Um, and I, I love to travel. I mean, travel has been the key, the great key to my source of my education. And so because of that, I've always put travel ahead of any type of relationship. 
and 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 that and to my detriment in, in some ways, right? So that's not in a in a bragging boastful way. And that that's reflective of not just intimate relationships in terms of dating, but as it pertained to my family and even my children. Because again, travel was connected to my education and me learning. And so I love learning. And so I didn't put anything ahead of that. And, right. and in many instances, uh, or in enough instances, to, to a detriment. But also the other part was the article that I just read. Some of the traveling had to do with simply escaping the reality of maybe a hardship that I was presently in. So that was a really, really good article. Um, and I commissioned uh, others to, to read through it thoroughly. Um, yeah, yeah, for me, for me, uh, travel does somewhat of the opposite thing because uh, like when I lived in Chile for six months and then right away after that, I went to Prague for six more months. Uh, my initial experience in Chile was that I didn't feel like uh, I had an identity. My, my identity was mostly cultural. So it, it forced me more inward. It, it didn't allow me to forget myself. Mm-hmm. I had to remind myself who I was deeply at the core because when you don't have mama's fried chicken or your homeboy coming over uh, to have some beers and, and uh, or go out for buffalo wings, I was like, oh, but shoot, who, I, who am I in the absence of those sort of distractions that we do here um, nationally as a culture? So when I was there, and then I, language was stripped away from me too because I didn't know Spanish at the time, I had to learn it. So there was a, a inability to communicate and I found myself in beautiful landscapes on black beaches, climbing volcanoes, et cetera, uh, but an in- inability to really connect with it. Uh, and so it made me very spiritual, spiritual and it gave me an inner gaze. I didn't have uh, the experience that the young lady uh, wrote about. Uh, for me, it, it's sort of the exact opposite. Wow. That, that's actually, um, that I, I, was go- I was going to say that and, and kind of um, relate it to the beginning of, the, of our conversations with social injustice and what's going on in the world. And I have to tell you that, um, and if I had one wish, <laughs> well, I, I need lots of wishes, but one of my wishes, um, because I have been fortunate enough to be able to travel, it's that global mindset that it creates for you. Yes. And Yes. Uh, I, I tell you, if I, if I had all the money in the world, I would want to give money to each and every person to be able to allow them to get outside of their bubble. Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. You know what? I, I, I'm to, again, circling back around, things are not going to change if people can't see past the blinders on, on their face or past the nose mm-hmm. of their face. Absolutely. And it's, it's such a... Uh, it's such a learning experience. I mean, I go mm-hmm. to travel because I thoroughly enjoy the way other people live because, and it, and it even said in this article a little bit, it said it makes you, um, what did, what did she say? A, a less cocky and American, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, indeed. Mm-hmm. I, I am so, I got to tell you, this is honest to God truth. I am so the opposite. I don't even want to be an American anymore. I mean, oh, <laughs> me too. I, and I kid you not, and that's really bad to say, but I don't want to identify with this country and these people and their greediness and their, mm-hmm. their everything. I'm a entitlement, sh- right? I'm mm-hmm. truly, entitlement. truly ashamed. But you don't get that way unless you can get outside and see what the world is really about. And here's the mm-hmm. said: you don't enjoy that kind of travel. 
And you don't get to see those things if you're not right within yourself here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Huge. No, no. Huge. I'm in my little bubble here and I can't get out of it here. I'm taking my little New York attitude bubble over there and over there, over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't travel with those people. I, I was I, I was in uh, I was in Amsterdam once and, and this was a really you know, I, I like to consider myself a humble person, but this was even more humbling. So I'm, I'm hanging out in Amsterdam and I'm with a group of about seven people um, that I had met and they all spoke various different languages. And here they are trying to accommodate me and speaking English. Right. And I said, look, no, I said, no, no, this is not right. You all speak your language and let me do the work to work through communicating with you all. You all speak seven different languages and here you're trying to compress those seven different languages um, into one to accommodate the entitled lazy American who only speaks this one language and is expecting everybody else to acquiesce to that. I said, no, you Mm -hmm. speak your native tongue and language and let me figure it out and work it out and work through it. And I tell you, we had so, I gained so much of their respect just by doing something as simple as that, I got out my six or seven books and I just took the time to go through it. And if it meant I missed something, but they were very helpful, right? That's when people mm-hmm. will assist and help you mm-hmm. when you're making the attempt yep. to, to embrace them and their, their life and their lifestyle and their culture. And I thought, if I wanted America, I would still be in America. I came to your country <laughs> to learn your culture. Your, yeah. your so that I yeah, can exactly. be a global, well-rounded human being, right? This isn't about some arrogant American, but this is about, you know, I'm here. Let me learn your customs. Let me mm-hmm. learn your language. And if it's yeah. embarrassing and makes me vulnerable, I'll get through this. We'll get mm-hmm. through this. We all got through it together. And it was, and, and I was a better person for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so th- those are the things that I'd always put ahead of relationships. Again, I, I regret certain aspects of not being able to spend that quality time with my family or my children or cultivate and nurture a re- an intimate relationship because I put travel over those relationships. Right. I have a question. So how would you guys manage Let's say you're in a relationship, maybe your job requires you to travel or, you know, like something that you're trying to experience requires you to travel a lot and your partner is having some insecurities, some trust issues. How how would you guys like help them through it or would that be a done deal for you? You know, how would you manage that? Well, so that's revealing. uh, So so that travel that that is actually revealing something deeper about the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's the first thing I would say is so yep. th- this this particular scenario is peeling back the onion, a right. layer of the onion. Right. We have some concerns that need to be addressed and it, it travel just happens to be the road that no pun intended that we're traveling down to address that issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the trigger. Yeah. Yep. Yes, the trigger, the linchpin. Yes. So yeah. I would go there first. That's where I would start. Would would uh, would you all agree with that? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because I you got to honestly- eat. And if you're- oh, go ahead, Chang. I can no, go- no, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, you know, I, I think it begins that way, but it depends on how much they 
prolong it, you know, if they're even trying to like build that trust or work through it, you know, because I think after a while, it's like, okay, my life requires me to travel or, you know, like that's something I'm just passionate about. And if you can't develop some kind of trust at some point, you know, and I'm trying to work with you through that, then it's going to have to be a done deal for me because you just don't trust me, period. You know, it's not even... Right, right. You know, right. like you said, now, the, the traveling is just the trigger, you know, like you just don't trust me. Right. So, so Brie, for those who have just joined us before Changa gets in, what's the topic? Today's who- topic is relationships and traveling and how can you manage the both or choose between the both? Right on. Changa, you were going to insert something? Yeah, yeah. Similar thing is that, you know, it just depends on uh, how much you have to travel. Like what I, I finally put my foot down last year and uh, said I would and increased my fees and said I would only travel with my wife. Like I travel, I did that first the year before with my assistant and then that didn't work out. And so I, I made it so I could only travel with my wife. But that was after years of always being away for a month, uh, three months, six months at a time. Cause you know, you're, you're human, you get lonely and uh, so it wasn't trust issues there. It was just, I was lonely. I, I, and I wanted to have those experiences with my partner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and not just uh, bring home pictures and tell stories. I wanted to actually yeah. uh, share the experience. Yeah, and so having five kids or six kids, it's hard to take the whole family because that increases the bill uh, by <laughs> 10, by 10. Yeah. So I'm working, mm-hmm. I'm working on that now. So COVID is actually helping me regroup and figure out how, my next move will be uh, to take the entire family uh, whenever I have to go and, and travel. I, uh-huh. I always, uh, so Changa and I go back over 20 years and I always marvel Changa at your ability to be able to travel uh, for work or, or education and still maintain a, a, a cohesive, uh, loving and lasting uh, relationship with uh, Lady D and as well as uh, nurture a relationship with your children. I always marveled at that. And, you know, I, I applaud you for that. Um, that takes well, work. That, that, that was the fault of a lot of my buddies, right? Because I said, you're by yourself and, you know, you get lonely. And so they would have extra affairs. But for me, what I, I do is I get on FaceTime, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm FaceTime and until I fall asleep. I'm talking to the kids. I'm showing I, I made a ritual. It was part of my culture to uh, show the hotel room as uh-huh. soon as I got in it, you know, to do FaceTime. Nice. So I just, I just built the family into it. So yeah, yeah you, uh-huh. you're right. It is, it is work, uh, but it just, it starts with character. Like we already talked about If your character uh-huh. isn't creepy, then, you know, it's not, it's not too hard mm-hmm. to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And I think also your intentions, you know, absolutely. If yeah. your intentions aren't pure by your partner, your wife, your you know whoever, then that's always going to be a possibility when you're traveling away. So, mm-hmm. so then, so then, you know, to your question, then, Bree, you know, how do you how do you do it? How do you maintain it? Or how do you address these concerns? Right, your intention, right? And and if you're with someone and they are not clear as to what your intentions are and you, what theirs are, you're bound to have a problem, whether again, the linchpin is traveling or whatever it is you do there, you're bound to have a problem. And, um, and it, that needs to be addressed right, right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You can't continue to let that fest <coughs> and mutate. You're going to exactly. have. 
right. one of the articles mentioned um, trust, mutual growth, and respect, I think. And those, mm-hmm. those three things have to be there. They have to be there from the get-go. Nope. And if you mm-hmm. together, great. And if life gets in the way because of somebody's career or whatever, um, that other person needs to be able to say, babe, go have a great time. Can't wait till you come back. Yep. I'll miss right. you. Um, hopefully next time I can go with you. And as far mm-hmm. as children... I started doing that with when I was married with my husband from the get-go. I didn't have a problem leaving my babies. And mm-hmm. so yeah. we would always go. And then when we were fortunate enough to be able to bring them, we brought them. But our, like you said, intentions, our intent with travel was to really learn. And, uh, and uh, you know, we didn't, I don't need to be on a beach, you know, where I can just pull up my little flag and have somebody wait on me hand and foot. Right. Like that's not, that doesn't, that doesn't interest me. Right. So my yeah. And my children's interests. I have four children and they travel every year all yes. the time. Yes. Matter of fact, their trip to Thailand, Thailand got canceled because of Aww. COVID. But, they go together as siblings with, with girlfriend, without whatever. And they meet up and they dive and they visit organizations. And, and I, I, I couldn't be, they had to get that from somewhere. Right. So okay. like, like Jenga, you know, whatever you can share with them, that just brings the next generation mm-hmm. around. And then they create a global mindset, hopefully. Exactly. Right. And and it's so important, right? That, that global, Mm -hmm. that global perspective. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Which is, which is present in, in, in the podcast, right. And, and, and our guests. And it, it, it literally makes that, that small world that you are accustomed to, Travel makes it just expands it and makes it that much bigger. I tell you, I mm-hmm. I am related to everybody everywhere. Like that was the one mm-hmm. singular theme that always resonated wherever I traveled, whether it was um, here in this country or abroad. There was mm-hmm. always this interconnectedness of all beings. I mean, I'd be in different places. I remember once I was in Japan and I swear I saw people who looked and reminded me of people that that I knew back home. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. I mean, literally look like them, act like them. And I'd come back and I said, bro, I saw your twin in Japan. Japan. Behavior, mannerism, everything. (laughs) Um, But that's really important. And I I like what you do, um, Kate, with your husband is that he is, he's an intricate part of, of your travel plans, Mm -hmm. your dynamics. Um, and where, where you may have him rendezvous and meet you there Mm -hmm. um, at the finish line. I think Mm -hmm. that's always good and help foster, uh, really healthy relationships. Very right. Sure. And also what Changa was saying, like, cause there, there were time that I can't bring him along all the time. Right. And, Absolutely. and, you know, blessed with this, this technology nowadays, you know, you can yes. see your face, you can FaceTime, yes. you can FaceTime your kids, you can show you their room, you can show them when you have breakfast, you can yes. stay right. connected yes. in the relationship, even when they're not there with you, even though, Absolutely. you know, if it's up to me, I would, bra- I would drag them with me everywhere I go. Right. But, you know, <laughs> when kids are in school, you know, you can't always you drag can't them. 
when they are very young and it doesn't matter if they're gonna miss the you know one plus one equal two you know right. it's mm-hmm. like I don't mind dragging my you know kindergarten up to like you know fourth grade out of school year not not the whole school year but maybe right. like a week out of the sure. uh, school days to to experience the world to travel the world like you said when when you actually uh, go somewhere and you learn the language when you go to places when you don't even speak the language I always have my family learn that particular language of yep. the country that we are going to. Absolutely. Whether it be a simple conversation, thank you, <laughs> hello, words. Uh, yeah, exactly. this is delicious, you know. Yeah. The, Mannerisms, the simple, yeah. Those simple words can go a long way. I can tell you, like, if you go, you, you come to Thailand and you say, Kop Kun Kap, also what the Kap, that's it. You, it goes a long yeah. way. You might get, you know, extra Absolutely. ice cream here and there, you know, at the <laughs> restaurant. You know, people appreciate mm-hmm. it. And even before we go to Paris, right? Like, yeah. like a lot of Americans, I think, had this mindset of like, oh, the the Parisians are very like, you know, they they don't like Americans. I was or, just gonna, you know, I, I was just. I'm just going to bring that up. And, you know, they don't like America because, you know, they're, they're always speaking English and the things like that. And I was like, you know, I, I speak, you know, I, I had I had uh, learned French in, in college and, and graduate school. And yeah. so I, I was able to speak some uh, French with, uh, with you know, when we go out and eat at the restaurant. And my mm-hmm. husband was like, oh, this is different. This is yeah. not like they said at all, you know, because <laughs> you can, you know, I don't speak like, you know, perfect French or fluent French, but... At least, you know, I, I try to brush up my French when I, before I go to Paris. And it's different experience that people mm-hmm. are telling you, you know, that they, they're not so welcome. They, you know, they don't like American. It's not true at all. It's, but yeah. it's how you act and how you behave in that country. Are you being respectful to yeah. that culture? I was going to say that, you know, that, that, that stereotype about uh, our French people, um, mm-hmm. But my brief uh, time in Paris, um, I tell you, the people were so nice and mm-hmm. so helpful because they saw that I was making a genuine effort. Exactly. And they were sincere and they helped me as I was stumbling through mm-hmm. um, and they were helping me and they were helping me in a very kind, humane manner. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, I'll, I'll say this then. You get what you give. Yeah, exactly. Get what exactly. you in this life. If you give stink, nasty attitude, mm-hmm. don't expect that mm-hmm. someone's going to acquiesce to you and be yeah, exactly. to you. If you're mean, rude, and ugly, the expectation <laughs> is that you are going to get that back in return. That's not always, mm-hmm. nice, but you right. know. So, so that's one of the things that travel has taught me, um, and that's why I always made it a priority over relationships and I'm not saying uh-huh. that that's right. Oh, look at the bad. Hey, lady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is awesome. So, um, oh, look at the crew. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't see. Oh, uh, so, so, um, so, so those out there, uh, Changa, one of our guest co-hosts is talk about traveling and family and relationships. Um, he just uh, let us see him. He's traveling, and uh, his whole clan, the Bells, are in the vehicle. Everybody sleeping, Changa? No, no. We, um, since I knew I had to do the podcast, we got headphone splitters. Oh, so they're God. all watching uh, <laughs> their version, it's, uh, except for Harley. Harley is up front sleeping with mom. Oh, she out. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting it in. Wow. 
So, um, wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Jimmy, sure. did you want to add anything? Uh, are you okay? Um, yeah, you know, I've, I don't really have much experience with traveling. Okay. But um, something that did stick out to me, what Changa said was, like, when you're in a new environment and you don't have those things that you used to do, like, you know, go out for buffalo wings or beers with, beers with your friends, like, you don't have those same, that same environment. So you got to, like, find yourself when you're, like, in a new environment. That's right. That's so, right. yeah, that, that stuck out to me, and that's, I think, something that makes me want to try out traveling more. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, you definitely should. Jimmy's a, a really good uh, young man. We had this. Uh, go ahead, Robin. You were going to say something. Yeah, you said go, Jimmy. Go, just go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, brother. Get out. Yes. Uh, you see the first starts, and then you become a travel. You got a travel back after that. You yeah. will find yes. yourself searching for another flight <laughs> after yeah. you come back. Yeah, especially so if you go to Thailand, time, I tell you. Yes, <laughs> my first time ever traveling. I we'll, went to we'll California for a week, and I came back, and I was like, I hate New York. I want to get out of here. Where, the next where did you go, Brianna? I'm sorry. I went to California. Oh boy! Oh heaven! Yes. And it's, it's just even like, I, you know, it's still uh, America, but completely different from New oh, York. Yeah. <laughs> and when I landed back in New York, I was like, I hate oh, yeah. people. <laughs> Send me back to California. <laughs> I, I, I can relate. I can relate. The first time I'd ever gone to California, I believe it was either in 1987 or 1988. And I was out at uh, out in Orange County. And then I'd gone over to Laguna Beach. And I thought, <laughs> My I, home. Yeah. That's I home. Yes. Ah. I literally was like, I found paradise. Like <laughs> yes. just just being out in California, just the landscape was so different. The air, like the it was people. just it was like true. I love California. Oh man. Yes, everyone I love California. Yeah. And so like I they know what you help mean. you with everything and like, oh. are you okay? And like yeah. that was the first time I was able to walk down the block at like two in the morning without feeling fear. Yeah. And it was the best feeling in the world. I was like, oh, I yeah. can do this all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Callie, Callie is awesome. If you if you, and, if you <laughs> go ahead, Changa. No, sorry, I, I I wanted to make sure that uh to tell Jimmy that we'll all contribute. To yeah. your first care package. Once you get your first trip, <laughs> we'll all send you a care package or, or or we'll send you 50 bucks each to make sure on that first trip you're able to let us off the hook on that. We we got you. Exactly. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, but 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 look, here's the cap, but here's what you must do in return. The services you must come back on the show and tell <laughs> us about the experience. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Look, um, actually, uh, Jimmy is from, I believe, somewhere in your neck of the woods, Changa. What part of Maryland are you from? Oh, yeah, I'm from Elkridge, Maryland. You know where that is? Uh, kind of. I mean, I just moved to Carroll County over a year ago. I'm headed down to D.C. today, but Elkridge is, where's Elkridge? Right? It's out west, it's eastern or south, southern? It's, it's near Baltimore. It's, it's like a suburb of Baltimore. It's in uh, oh, Howard man, County. Oh yeah, Howard County. Yeah, all right. I know. I know where yeah. Howard County is. I did. I said, yeah, we're close, man. Yeah. yeah. Carroll County is like Frederick and Mount Airy, right? That's your area. Exactly. Mount Airy's to the uh, to the east of it, and Frederick is to the north of it. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Face out there. All right, so we'll have to connect at some point. Yeah, sure. So um, we are going to wrap this up. Um, thank, I want to thank um, all my guest co-hosts for coming on. Um, Kate, thank you so much. Will you come thank back you. and join us? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I love this. Uh, thank you. Let's like share so some more travel experience and, and, and stuff like that. And any yeah. insight uh, or you know, knowledge I can share. Yes. You know, happy to, more than happy to. And awesome. get out there and travel. You know, it's a it's the way to educate yourself and, and your family, especially if you have children. Do travel because it, it shows that the world is not just New York City or New Jersey. You know, That's the right. world is so big and, and this big, beautiful world, they, they have to learn that there are people who speak different language that look different than them. That's and right. they are as good and as awesome as they can be. Uh, just embrace that human being, you know, side of, of the kids and, and, and get out there and travel with family. You know, That's I, right. I really support and, that. And make sure you go to Thailand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Look, make that your first trip and check Kate out so she can get you some tickets, hotels, fine dining, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, wait. All no, kinds of recommendations. Come to me. And I could call my girl Kate. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Right. There we go. Yes. Talk it over connections, making connections. There yes. it is. That's, that's what this is all about. Uh, I also want to thank Jimmy for joining us. Jimmy, appreciate oh. you coming joining and listening yeah uh next time uh we get you on um we would love to have uh get some more input from you uh once again i want to thank robin thank you so much robin for, you are welcome my pleasure yeah for for even being uh for taking the time to do the podcast uh in an environment that uh is you know maybe somewhat challenging um i you, take the challenge I'll challenge any day uh, yeah. <laughs> it is my purpose it's my you, purpose <laughs> that's right you are a firecracker and i really love and appreciate you being uh, an ally and an advocate for change for positive change so i really love and appreciate you for that um Changa bell what can i say all right we've been, <laughs> we've, we've been doing this for a long time I'll, I'll just tell you there were times when Changa and i we worked on projects, we worked on commercials. We go back 20 years in film and television. And Changa and I, um, I don't know if it was conscious or not, but Changa and I sometimes would be on projects where we the only two bro mans <laughs> on the projects, right? And, um, and I'd like to think that we paved the way for a lot of individuals to, to, to get into um, production, mm -hmm. uh, women, uh, as, as well as people of color. Like when we started, I think it may have been Changa, myself, and maybe two or three other. Ashley, um, crazy Ashley, Ashley from Baltimore. Yeah, and <laughs> of the world. And, you, you know, we had to literally endure and put up with things um, just so that we could make it possible for others to have an opportunity. I'm not going to take any credit for that. I'll give all of that to Changa, but I'll just say that we um, were on the front line um, and had to deal with a lot of things that uh, as a human being, um, or, or we got to see our white colleagues and counterparts not have to go through. So- Hey, we had, to, we had to deal with that news thing way before NASCAR. I remember making Seco take that news down. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that and, but, but yeah. to, to, our, to our credit, 
uh, it was one of the few times, like, I've always been one of five black guys. Like, I know high school was 350 uh, non-black guys and only five black guys. And they always get you mixed up. To our credit, between me, you, and Ashley, no one ever got, uh, you know, yeah. Kingram uh, Changa mixed up. So, like, that says a lot about who we are as a character. Nobody ever this mistakenly is called me Keith or said, go yeah. get Keith. And, yeah. and that's happened throughout my life in any yeah. other environment. But but we were able to maintain such a, a, a pungent identity, each of us, that uh, that never happened. Wow. Thank, thank you for, for sharing that. And, and uh, I, I didn't even know that. Um, and last but most certainly not least, my amazing guest co-host, Bree, bringing the tea. Thank you, Bree. Of course. Anytime. Yes. It's my yes. pleasure. Yes. Uh, Bree is an amazing, vibrant. I mean, I, you know, the, the title millennial doesn't even hold weight. Bree's a, an amazing human being. She's actually um, going to help us co-produce a podcast for Kids by Kids um, coming yes. up in September. Um, and so we want to extend that to um, to those who have children um, so that the children can have a platform for which to speak on. And I called Bree up and asked her to be a part of it. And just, she jumped on it ASAP. Of so, course. Yeah, re- really appreciate you. Love you all. Um, once again, this is Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. It's your man, K.I. from Bed-Stuy. And as I always say, may all your ups and downs be in the bed. Slow motion. Gia. Bye, everybody. next week.